Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast. What's up to all you diehards out there? Happy Friday. This is presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. It's your girls. It's Mac. It's Cheerston. Happy Friday. Cheers. Happy Friday. Uh, exciting things dropped this week. Uh I don't know if you have heard it yet. If you've watched our shows, you've seen it talked about on every single show and on Twitter, but we can't say it enough because we've got, uh, We've got the diehards now over here at PHNX. The diehards are here. We are super excited about our brand new membership model. We're bringing you more content, more exclusive merch, more things that you've been wanting for. And I think my favorite part about this, Jerson, is our articles are now free for everyone to read. So if you have ever wanted to read an article written by any of our talented writers, you now can do so. I love it because I think I am also maybe a little biased, but I think very highly very highly of all the work that we do here. And the fact that not everybody had access to all of our written content, like now anybody at any point can go ahead and and head on over and get all the info that we have up on our website and, and read all the amazing articles. And that like warms my heart that now everybody's got access to it. Yes. But if you want to be in the cool kids club, AKA a diehard, we've got a ton of great reasons for you to become one. You can be at premium member events. You'll get exclusive merch, merch drops only available to you. And there's so many more amazing perks to being a diehard. So make sure you go to gophnx.com slash diehard and smash the link in our description if you want to find out more about being a diehard um, or really excited about it. So I think we're also really excited about is Top Shop. I freaking love that place, Cheerson. It yeah. is so good. It is to die for. If you're in Arizona and you haven't had Chop Shop yet, what are you doing with your life? Chop Shop is the best. It's healthy. They've got the world's best salads, protein bowls, um, anything their, you their can want. Smoothies, go sandwiches, crazy. so good. Yeah. Chicken prosciutto sandwich. Okay, mm. Sean's very excited about crazy. Chop Chop. Um. <laughs> My personal favorite is the Thai coconut bowl, and then I always get the sweet potato hash. Yes. Sweet potato hash is the way to go. I like the spicy Korean bowl as well. That shit. Danish salad is my go-to. Goat cheese. So good. Um, So if you haven't been to Chop Shop, you need to go to now. You can place your order at originalchopshop.com and pick up at a location near you. Or you can just go in and order. Their um, stores are super cute and a great little place to grab some lunch or dinner. Cheerston, uh, are you ready to get the show started? Yeah. Let's start it off with a, a little bit of humor. You, Me, or We is a segment we like to call, uh, is what we like to call it. And uh, if anybody watched Hard Knocks, for sure, you already probably know where I'm going. The funniest moment of episode two, Kelvin Beachum (laughs) had a little health scare, but turned out to be, uh, he just might have eaten too much. So basically, (laughs) the way that it played out was he walks into his, uh, to a meeting and, you know, He's not feeling well and needs to sit down. And all the coaches are talking behind the scenes of like, yeah, we think it might be appendicitis. He has to go to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) And it's only funny now because uh, we are pretty sure he just ate too much. and just had a little bit of a tummy ache. And uh, (laughs) he scared everyone and it was like a huge scene. And so they made fun of him the next time he showed up into his uh, position meeting saying, hey, we, we saw the, the cat scan. We figured out what was wrong with them. And they Photoshopped popcorn because apparently he loves popcorn. <laughs> Such a funny moment. I love that everyone can mess around with him and he can take a joke. Um, I also feel like this is something that could easily happen to me in the way that I'm dramatic and blow everything out of proportion and like <laughs> any minor anger pain. I'm like, oh my God, I'm what's dying. The, what's the name for that? When like you, every little thing you think you have like a serious hypochondriac. Illness? Yes. Yeah. I'm a hypochondriac. <laughs> um, so if I had a tummy ache, I probably would think the world is ending too, AKA getting appendicitis. So I feel like that's something that I definitely would do, but I also would not go to the hospital because I have the strongest aversion in the world to the hospitals. So I would probably just be dramatic about it and cry alone in my room and not go to the hospital. (laughs) I could see this being me in a way that I always end up eating things that I know um, I might get sick from and, but I love food, so I don't care. So I do it anyway. But uh, I would just know that that is me and I wouldn't think anything of it. And I certainly would never go to the hospital. So I don't think I think you and I are both on the same page with that. 
unless I am like about to pass out or like it is something like really extreme that I've never experienced before. I ain't going to the hospital. Yeah, you have to literally like I have to be unconscious for you to get me to go to the hospital. I think I can count on one hand the amount of times I've been to the hospital in my entire life. Uh, I think um, it has to be five or less. I've been a little bit more than you have probably because I was very dramatic in my youth and I didn't have as strong as a. <laughs> well, uh, my parents were like hospitals never. Back then. <laughs> didn't you get injured playing sports? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I've been. I've had two surgeries on my legs, so I've had to go for necessity. But um, I was under the influence of some nice. Drugs. I've been in the hospital twice, once for a concussion when I played football, and once when I was a year old, I have a scar on my forehead because I ran headfirst into a bookcase, and I had to get a bunch of stitches in my head. Only two I, times I've been in the hospital. I got a concussion, had to go to the hospital, eighth grade basketball tournament. Uh, somebody punched me. Oh. And I punched her back. I was going to say, did you deserve it? No, I didn't deserve it. No, I'll tell you. The, I'll quickly tell you. So I don't know how we're getting off on this tangent, but here we go. I'll tell the story. So, um... We were, uh, let's call it like a semifinal game. Um, and there was like uh, five seconds left on the clock and I had the ball. We were up. So I kind of just, you know, like there was this girl. She was much shorter than me. She was kind of like trying to bat at the ball or whatever. And I just held it over her head. I might have been talking crap. But probably. Um, so anyway, instead she couldn't. I held it because I was maybe I was making fun of her a little bit because she was short, so she was jumping up trying to get the ball. But they were they were gonna lose anyway, so it was just like I I appreciate your effort, but like you weren't gonna score ten points in five seconds. But uh, anyway, instead she was just like, okay, f you, and then instead of trying to get the ball, she just punched me right in the temple. Oh. So um, I'm not gonna say what I did to her, but uh, I ended up getting a concussion because of it. Um, wow. It sounds like you were just picking on someone that's not your own size, and you did kind of deserve it. If I'm being honest, it's in a com- like a competitive environment. Like it's not my fault your team lost. <laughs> but you're making fun of the girl for being short. I wasn't really making fun. I wasn't like making fun of her. I she just was trying to. She was being overly aggressive. So I was just like, all right, well, I'm just gonna hold the ball up here. You're not gonna. Like, it was just a normal competitive thing to do. I just definitely does not deserve to get punched. Yeah, I wouldn't punch you either. But, um, all right, we got to figure this out, though. You, me, or we. Oh, okay, yeah. Who? <laughs> Back to the script. <laughs> who would go to the hospital for a tummy ache? I feel like it's neither of us. If I would have to pick, though, one I think time, it's One time you thought you, like, put in the slack, you thought you were dying over something, and I'm pretty sure it was, like, something stomach-related. Yeah, it was. And you were really <laughs> concerned about it, so I'm going to say you. Okay, we'll go with me. <laughs> we'll go with me. And also, I have full faith that my coworkers would make fun of me, too, if I did do something like that, and it would be all over the internet. Oh, a thousand percent. Absolutely. Um... <laughs> All right. That was a great moment in Hard Knocks, though. If you guys haven't been watching it, you definitely need to because it's giving some great insight into what's happening with the Cardinals this season. Chisholm got punched playing basketball, but (laughs) thankfully there is a non-contact sport out there called golf. And we are super excited to be partnered with Bad Birdie because they are bringing the heat on the course with their incredible golf attire. And um, no violence is necessary, although someone may want to try to tackle you to take those uh, golf polos off your back when you are wearing them on the course because they are that beautiful, Cheerson. Yeah, uh, the only violence that might happen is either that or I am... I hit a really bad ball and it hit somebody in the head, which is my worst fear. But uh, back to the gear. This morning, I was actually, I'm golfing next weekend and I'm like, man, I would really love to get another Bad Birdie shirt. So I was on their website this morning and I saw that they have their Black Friday sales already going. So guess what? What? They have their Black Friday sale up to 40% off. And then if you use our code BADBIRDIEPHNX, you get a additional 15% off off of that. So like they're having a huge sale right now and don't go and only use the sale they've got going on. Double up using bad birdie PHNX as your promo code when you check out for an additional 15% off. Like totally got to get your gear right now. What a steal. We were talking a little bit about the Cardinals and we're about to get into the Cardinals even more. But before we do so, we got to get you guys some money going and the Cardinals, they're going to be in Mexico taking on the 49ers. And I just to me seems like a great time to get some money so sean what are you going to be doing on the underdog fantasy app with the arizona cardinals and the 49ers slash the 49ers uh, in mexico there's a handful of things i know some of you are looking to me for my bills expertise i don't even know if this game is going to get played anymore so i don't have anything <laughs> in the bills game um 
I have some card stuff. I'll say that for the end. Um, starting with Jonathan Taylor against Philadelphia, they have a bad rush defense, higher than 86 and a half rush yards. Um, put that with Justin Fields, higher than 71 and a half yard, rush yards against Atlanta because he's been running all over the goddamn place. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, lower than 253.5 passing yards, and former like Sun Devil Brandon Ayuk, lower than 63 and a half receiving yards. I have faith in the Cardinals' defense. I okay. think they might be able to I ball out in the in um, in Mexico City. So I'm putting my faith in them, and I'm fading Jimmy G, Brandon Ayuk, and the San Francisco 49ers. Well, there you have it. Make sure you search the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store, or you can click our link in our show notes. You can sign up with the promo code PHNX, and Undergod- Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code PHNX, and get in on the action today. All right, Jerson, it's time to go through some highs and lows uh, because this week has been nothing short of a roller coaster. It was a dramatic <laughs> week, especially for the Cardinals. Jeez. Yeah, we were all over the place with Cardinals news this week. There was some really good things that happened and some really, really bad things that happened. So there are lots of highs and lows to get through, but we got to start off on a high because we are positive girls and we love positive things. Hollywood Brown has been designated to return from the IR, which thank the Lords above he is back. Um, And I don't know if you were expecting him to be back so soon, Cheerson. It's only been four weeks since he was injured, but I think Hollywood was expecting himself to be back because he pretty much said so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a man of faith. Uh, I told him when I was hurt, you know, when they put me on IR, I'd be back in four weeks. So, you know, it's God's plan. Uh, just excited to be where I am right now. God's plan, baby. He's a man of faith. I'm, he said he's going to be back in four God's weeks. Plan. It kind of did seem like it was a little bit his plan. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I'll give credit where it's due. Thank you, God. Uh, we appreciate having him back. And hopefully he'll be back on Monday as well and not just back in practice. Yeah. So it's super exciting to possibly have Hollywood back out there. Cheers. I think. There's been some I don't know, excuses, the scapegoats as to why maybe the Cardinals offense hasn't looked the way that we were all promised that it would in the offseason. <laughs> um, but if we do get Hollywood back, we'll have Hollywood, we'll have D-Hop, we'll have Robbie Anderson, we'll have Rondell Moore in our receiving core. And at that point... And AJ Green, who who mysteriously got back into the game and uh, reminded everybody that he's still on the team last week. Yeah, I uh, sometimes forget that he's even on the roster. That's a little shady, but it's true. Well, Uh I think it was a good trade-off, too. Losing Zach Ertz, which we're going to get to in a minute, um, was an unfortunate news. And in the same week, Hollywood Brown... Uh, you know, is designated to return. So again, we don't know, you know, he's got, well, what is it, 21 days yeah. uh, to actually be elevated to the active roster. But it was good to at least say, okay, you're you're going to be without one of your key weapons, but here's another one that will hopefully be able to return. And we haven't seen DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown play together at all this season because of just everything that's gone on. So uh, do I expect him because it was a foot fracture? Thankfully, he didn't have to have surgery. But would I expect him to be able to come back and then immediately just be back to form like he never left? I think he would need to ease back into it, and it might take a couple of weeks for him to get back in a football form. But this is something that we talked about uh, as soon as Hollywood Brown, and it wasn't much longer afterwards that we found out that Hop was going to be suspended the first six games, but as soon as he was acquired, we were like, oh my gosh, DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown, uh, you know, what a you know, what a duo in your receiving core, and everyone else just kind of adds to it. Um, they've got a ton of weapons. Um, so just happy to hopefully have him back. Yeah, um, I think that with Hollywood back in the lineup, hopefully soon, you've got D-Hop there. I already mentioned the other two receivers in your receiving core. Like, there's no more excuses as to why this offense wouldn't be working. Obviously, they did take another hit in the tight end room, but, um, you know, they've got a rookie that can hopefully step up and fill that space. But it's go time for the Cardinals. Like, it has been go time for the past couple of weeks. I feel like every week we're on here talking about the Cardinals. We're like, this is it. They have to turn it around. But now, like, with Hollywood coming back, there really are no more excuses as to why this offense can't get the ball down the field, in my opinion. Um, but I do think, like, this has to be one of the best receiving cores in the NFL, right? Like, there's – I don't really think maybe the 
Bills, when they're healthy, can hold a candle to the Cardinals receiving core. The Eagles. The, the Eagles, Eagles have a very good receiving yeah. core. Um, but, I mean, hard to know. We haven't seen them together. But on paper, I feel like coming into the season, you would have said that. They're up there on D-hop. paper, and we did yeah. say that coming into the season. The only thing is, is like, like I just do not think that we're immediately going to see Hollywood Brown at his peak. So I think it's going to take a little bit of time till we really see the full uh, potential that this receiving core has. So you don't think like if the if God above lets Hollywood come back in time for the 49ers game and he's activated, you don't think that that's going to be the difference maker that this team needs. Like it's still going to take a while. Ho- <laughs> Do we all remember that everybody thought that having DeAndre Hopkins back was going to completely transform this offense? If it's not going to be completely transformed with DeAndre Hopkins, it's not going to be completely transformed with Hollywood Brown. But now you've got DeAndre and and Hollywood and hopefully them at their peak. And, uh, you know, I, I guess DeAndre Hopkins is dealing with a hamstring this week, too. So, like, you never know when it comes to in- – you, yeah, you just never know, especially when it comes to this team. It's been so injury-plagued. It just has had the worst fortune this season. Um, but – do I think that there's one piece here that's missing? No, you still have a botched up offensive line. You still, uh, you know, are having a guy that's coming back who who had a foot fracture the last four weeks. Like you still have Cliff Kingsbury as your head coach, which a lot of people and you know Sean just made a snarky remark about it. Think that he's he's the issue and that this offense isn't gonna be ever be what we need it to be if he's the head coach there's a lot of people at this point who's sort of turned on Kyler's potential I mean uh I'm certainly I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole but there are a lot of things with this offense that have not gone their way and I don't think any one player is going to change that yeah that's fair um low toke low tone capone reading our minds and talking about the rb room uh definitely a big low from this past week with the cardinals was the news that benjamin eno benjamin gosh i just mixed his first name and his last name up uh you know benjamin was released by the team in kind of a shocking manner i don't really think any of us saw that coming um, the news dropped and uh, shortly after, Eno tweeted just a simple little heart uh, out on the Twitter machine to let everybody know that uh, he appreciates the support that he was receiving from Cardinals fans because Cardinals fans were not happy when this news first happened. They were very upset. And I think rightfully so, because, you know, if you look at the on-field production, it was not a performance issue. Like he had the most yards per carry um, on the roster out of any of the running backs. Now, granted, James Conner has been hurt for a little bit, and then the other ones were elevated from the practice squad um, halfway through this or partway through the season. So, you know, I don't think it was a performance issue. So it kind of caught a lot of us off guard. I know it definitely caught me off guard, Cherson. It and that was it. It just caught everybody off guard. And before we and we still don't know exactly what happened, but there's been enough that's been said you know, around the Valley um, through various reporters and people who have a little bit more insight that it for sure had something to do with uh, some interactions that went negatively and caused this separation to happen. But yeah, it's like you first look at it and you're like, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense. Like what on earth are the Cardinals doing now? If it was something that, like, if there was no altercation that happened behind the scenes and it was just for some, like, the, it just straight up didn't make sense, of course. Like, no, this is a is a bad move. But I understand the, uh, is the right word, like, juxtaposition of of getting a really big win against the Rams and it was big because they needed it. Mm-hmm. They it was they were hanging on for dear life, and they were hanging on to a chance of like maybe still having a postseason to uh, to play for. That's still in reach at to some degree. They really needed that division win, and uh, so to have somebody reportedly getting upset on the sidelines. Uh, while like a game is going on, instead of being appreciative of the fact that your team is winning. And potentially or reportedly having an altercation with an assistant coach after the fact as well when everybody's celebrating in the locker room. But this person is just concerned about the lack of playing time that they got when 
none of this is you didn't come into this situation as RB1 to begin with. Now, did you step up and contribute and play a role on this team? Absolutely. And he played it well. He did a great job. I mean, that's why everybody was upset about this. Mm -hmm. But does it now give you the right to start complaining on a sideline or you know, getting into altercations with assistant coaches without consequence. Clearly, we do not have all the answers. This is just what has reportedly, you know, it's been said and reported on that this is something along those lines is what happened behind the scenes. But I I understand that. I mean, you, like, you, you got to be better than that. I, I also understand that, like, hey, things get heated too. You know, this is a job um, you know, there's pride on the line as well. Like everybody, you know, everybody at some point gets into some sort of verbal argument at some point in their career, right? Like it just kind of comes with the game, yeah. but you got to be careful and you have to still be respectful and you still have to know your place. You're a guy that's still trying to prove yourself in the league. Yeah. There's definitely something to be said for picking and choosing your battles at a more opportune time. Um, however, I do think, you know, I think Eno stepped up in a big way for this team when they were running short on options, James Conner going down, you know, things like that. Eno really did step up and provide a valuable performance for multiple weeks for this team. And so I can understand a little bit of his frustration of feeling like either underappreciated or underused. And I can see how that frustration would kind of bubble over and bubble up to you the top. You can't do that when your team is Right. Is getting a and good I'm not win. saying that it was okay, but I'm just saying that like it, there is a level of understanding that I have, like some a little, a little bit of empathy for the frustration because it's not like he was a horrible player, right? Like it's not like he was acting this way and also not having the stats to back it up. Like there was some, uh, you know, validity to his frustrations because it was it would be different if he was just horrible, right? And he's just well. Can I also add that serviceable running backs in the league are a dime a dozen? Correct. Yes, that is so, also very true. Like and that's this the is other not thing. It's like you're league. not irreplaceable, and I think that's what the Cardinals were trying to prove with that. Like, listen, you might think you're irreplaceable. Uh, we appreciate what you've done for us, but this isn't going to fly. And I feel for him because I've always liked, you know, I think we all, all he, we loved him as a Sun Devil. We were thrilled when he was getting some significant playing time this season. He sort of became a fan favorite just because his history here in the Valley, even though he wasn't necessarily born and raised here, but he's been here for a long time. And so he, everybody's rooting for the guy, but yeah. I also understand. Yeah. And I think, too, it says a lot about, you know, after he was released, he was picked up by the Houston Texans. Houston Texans were first on the waiver wire, so he did not drop very far at all. Like, they saw him, and they were like, yep, absolutely. Like, the first team available, it was the first team the first team that got him. So Is he I think, from Houston? He's from Texas, no? I don't know off the top of my head. I know it's not all the same. Yeah, but. Um, Low Tone literally read my mind. I think we're on the same page today, Low Tone. He's from um, Dallas. Dallas, okay. Dallas, yeah. So, I mean, he didn't even – he did not fall past the first – uh, team that had priority on the waivers, so I think that also speaks to, like the talent that he is, and um, you know, I, I I definitely wish him the best. Um, I'm glad that he's going to get to play uh, for a, for a team from his home state. It's definitely sad for us to see him go, though. It was so great having a Sun Devil make it to the NFL and the NFL team that was in the same state. But um, I was just a little caught off guard by the move, and I'm not necessarily sure I agree with it even though um he picked a battle at a very inopportune time but thank you sean marks for the super chat that's so sweet of you thanks sean yes we will get through this um <laughs> it is gonna be just fine if it's not this season it'll be one in the future but yeah i don't really think i did i agree with this move i think you know there's definitely something to be said about making sure you're picking and choosing your battles at the right time but i think there's also something to be said about talent and productivity and i think the talent and productivity outweighed the bad timing of his uh outburst <laughs> he's not irreplaceable i guess that's your opinion <laughs> um one high from this past week which i guess it could be like maybe a high or a low depending on how you look at it uh it stirred the pot it did stir the pot the, the pot has been <laughs> stirred let me tell you uh, people are having some opinions about this um, Colt McCoy obviously was QB one for this past game against the Rams and they won. They freaking won that game. The ball was thrown down the field multiple times. The offense looked really efficient. 
And it got some people talking about, well, it might not be a Cliff Kingsbury issue after all if Cliff Kingsbury can coach their backup quarterback to a win. Now, granted, the Rams are also heavily injured. They were also going with their backup quarterback under center. There were some other factors that played into this. Of course, it wasn't a healthy Rams team. The Rams haven't been good all year. And but they're just like a deflated team. Too, yeah, but they're, the morale is low for yeah. them. But the morale is also low for the Cardinals. And they still won. Cole McCoy got the job done. So... There's been a little bit of a QB debacle here in the Valley. And I have some thoughts on this, Jason, but I want to hear yours. Do you think that we have seen enough that there's a debate to be had about who should be under center for the Cardinals in QB1? Well, anytime I talk about this situation, I feel like somebody calls me like biased or something. So it's like I can't even have an opinion on it. But here's my opinion, and it stayed the same. I still feel like there are intangibles when it comes to Kyler that, uh, you know, if you were to just take him and take his pure athleticism and his potential, which shines through at times and at times it doesn't, um, his ability to see down the field, his skill level when it comes to the cerebral aspect of the game when you take everything and loop it in and that is who Kyler Murray is and that's what he brings to the table I have always said I feel like the potential's there but I haven't seen it yet and I don't know what his potential truly is going to be because there are other factors outside of pure athleticism okay and I think that that was something that we saw that Colt might possess some of those intangibles um, that Kyler doesn't, uh, of course, there are a lot of factors at play. You mentioned their opponent. You meant people have mentioned the fact that, oh, well, it was a little bit of a different game plan. Cliff was calling different plays. We were more lateral. I get that. Okay. But it was still the same head coach and it's a different quarterback. I understand maybe the team didn't have as much time to prepare for Colt. I understand there are a lot of factors that go into this, but it did shine a little bit more of light of like, why has that guy had so much success when they've been able to plug him in in Kyler's absence. And I think that it's worth a discussion of whether or not Kyler is a long-term solution for this team. And I'm not necessarily saying that he needs to be benched. Why is everybody coming over here? What? Yeah, there's like a bunch of people gathering, on? and I'm a little nervous. I, well, I was getting ready to give an opinion. I don't know why they all crowded. There's me. a Nerf on. gun being pointed in my direction, and four people staring at me right now. Whoa, What's whoa, happening? Whoa, Let's put the Nerf gun put down. Put the Nerf gun down. Did you disagree with her opinion on K1 Is that, that much? Was, you want to shoot her? Golly, see what I said? I can't even voice my opinion anymore. Uh, Sean, what were you going to say about this? Whole thing? Well, I was going to say that I, I think that if you think that Colt McCoy is not at you, but like if you think that Colt McCoy is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray you're a crazy person I didn't say that no I know I know I'm just saying in general like if, if you if you think that that Colt McCoy is like the future then I don't he's not you're wrong Correct. but I think to Josh's point here if you're in the situation right now with the Cardinals and you need a win like this Monday you want to win I do think Colt gives them a better chance to win because Cliff clearly needs some kind of like complete control over the offense that he does not have when Kyler is playing because Kyler said the other day that he needs freedom. A mm-hmm. and B, he's just so dynamic that plays break down. He he can make stuff happen. Colt doesn't do that. Does he, he has need freedom manage. or does he need the ability to play back backyard football because he doesn't have the ability to stand in the pocket and look downfield and che- didn't do his check down? <laughs> I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. Like he need he needs freedom. Okay. That's the kind of quarterback he is. I mean, I. I'm not like I am by no means Kyler's biggest supporter. I mean, there's definitely problems to his game, but the problem here is Cliff. And like I, I don't think it's in my mind, it's not a question. Like I, I think the reason that the Cardinals seem Cliff to be wasn't better, a problem in the game against the Rams when Cliff was when when Colt was playing. That's my point. Like I, I think I think the reason that Kyler is that the reason that people are even asking this question is because Cliff doesn't know how to maximize the talent that Kyler has. Whereas with someone like Colt, there isn't really a lot of talent there comparatively. So he can just execute Cliff's plan exactly the way he wants it. Right. Which Kyler's never going to do. So really, in my mind, the solution is you fire Cliff and get a coach that knows how to use Kyler. But I've been consistent that if you need one win right now with Cliff as your head coach, I do think Colt gives them a better opportunity. Yeah, I agree with that part of your statement that I think Colt is the quarterback for the Cardinals to get them a win when they need a win because he can just 
execute Cliff's offense to what Cliff wants into the best of his ability. I think, you know, this whole situation, by no means am I saying that Cole is a better quarterback than Cliff. That's not what I'm saying at all. And I, Cole is a journeyman. None of us are saying Right, that. none of us are saying that. Cole is a older, what, 33-year-old journeyman backup Six. quarterback. 36. Holy cow, that guy's old. Um, <laughs> a 36-year-old journeyman backup quarter, quarterback. So he's never going to be, you know, on the same level talent-wise, at least, as Kyler is. But I think the reason that we're in this situation, this is my diagnosis on everything, is because Cole exposed things that Kyler has struggled with. And I don't think, like you were mentioning the intangibles, Cheerson, I don't necessarily think Kyler's ever going to be able to surmount to those intangibles because football is a very physical game, but it's also a very cerebral game. And we've seen many times this season where mental mistakes have been made on behalf of Kyler. Plays have been not executed right. There have been receivers open downfield that have been completely wide open that Kyler has missed. And whether that's, you know, a cerebral issue because he's having a hard time, um, you know, ingesting the playbook, executing it. Yeah, (laughs) doing whatever that might be. Or if he's just having a hard time seeing over his lineman because he's short, which we've been talking about for the past couple of years now. Like, it's just there's some intangibles that Kyler is missing that Colt has and those discrepancies were displayed during that game against the Rams and it kind of put that at the forefront of okay like if we're going to go with Kyler as our QB1 like these are the things that are going to be missing and might not be fixable so if this is what we're dealing with then we have to make sure we have a head coach that knows how to overcome those discrepancies in the intangibles and Cliff is not that coach obviously it is very clear that those two are not compatible in a coach QB1 relationship and the Cardinals did the dumb thing and extended all of them <laughs> in this offseason when they shouldn't have. And now we're in an even worse situation where we have an obviously mismatched. Yeah, I head also coach. got ripped to shreds for having that opinion in the offseason. And um, like, I, I don't know. How did that work out? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's just, I think the reason that we're in this position is because we saw the discrepancies between the two quarterbacks. And it also brought to the forefront of everybody's mind that those intangibles might not ever click or happen for Kyler just to reinforce the point that Cliff clearly doesn't know how to use a quarterback that's dynamic he's a born loser he lost in college and do you know who his quarterback was in college maybe the greatest improviser quarterback of all time Patrick Mahomes obviously not the Patrick Mahomes that he is now but I mean it was still Patrick Mahomes and he couldn't win with him I think it's a Cliff problem yeah I I think it's a Cliff problem too but there has been no call made yet whether or not Cliff Kyler, there's too many C's and K sounds. There has not been an official word yet whether Kyler is going to be playing for the Cardinals on Mondays. So or cold for that matter. Or they're both they're both battling through some injuries right now. Yeah. That's just like par for the course with this team this year. Par for the course. Um before we move on to our low, which has to do with an injury, speaking of, we got to talk about another high, which is our friends, Four Peaks. Oh my gosh, we love Four Peaks. We could talk about them forever. But today, the World Cup kicked off with their opening ceremony. And if you haven't heard, we are going to be doing watch parties at the Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe for the group stage matches for USA and Mexico. So if you are a soccer or a football, depending on where you're from, fan, football, football um, make sure you come out to our watch parties at the four peaks brewery we're super stoked we're going to be doing beer specials you can get three dollar kilt lifter or wild wheat pints you can cheer on usa or mexico depending on whoever your team is and um we are going to be having some special guests there the head coach of the rising juan guerrero is going to make an appearance it's going to be super sweet so make sure you join us at four peaks for mexico's first world cup match Tuesday, November 22nd. You can be there at 8 a.m. for a delicious breakfast buffet, drink specials, and an appearance from that head coach that I just mentioned of the rising Juan Guerrera. Make sure you buy your tickets using the link in our description. They're only 20 bucks, so come along and come watch some World Cup action with us. And don't forget that if you are going to partake in the delicious Four Peaks beer drinking, you must be 21 years old. We've got a lot of people coming out for those games too yeah the first one for uh usa has like 75 rsvp so far so that's freaking exciting people are excited about the world cup i don't necessarily care that much because i'm a woman's uh team fanatic but 
Can I also just throw in here this three these three dollar kilt lifters are calling my name because Jason yeah. is a big kilt lifter. I drinker. Have <laughs> recently found out that I love a kilt lifter. <laughs> um, we were a special guests at the KMLE Beers with Friends sponsored by Four Peaks Concert. Uh, Wednesday, it was Old Dominion and Jackson Dean. It was so much fun. So thank you to our friends at Four Peaks for hooking us up with tickets. But no, brothers we were... Osborne. What did I say? Old Dominion. Oh yeah, brothers Osborne. Oh my god, I'm all over the place with my country bands. <laughs> How many kill lifters did you have? That. It was brothers Osborne. Oh my god, hello. I had a, a lot That's of beers okay. apparently. Brothers Osborne and Jackson Dean. So thank you guys for the tickets. It was so much fun. And Tristan drank kill lifter the entire time, to <laughs> much to my dismay, especially because there were hazy IPAs there. And Man. those are our, usually our favorite. I was drinking the hazy IPA, so I don't know what Tristan was doing. She was on that kilt lifter grind. <laughs> um, it caught me by surprise. So we, we love that for you. Um, but yeah, come hang out with us for the World Cup. All right. A couple more highs and lows for the Cardinals, and then we'll move on to the Suns. This week, we also found out that Zach Ertz is going to be out for the rest of the season with a knee injury. He's going to need some surgery to repair that. And Tristan, uh, we were just mentioning this, but this team cannot catch a break. It's like one thing after another with his freaking injuries on this Cardinals team. And it's really unfortunate. Um, obviously, Zach wasn't having as big of a season statistically as he did last season, but he's a veteran guy. He is a leader in that locker room. He is a positive presence on the field mm -hmm. and he is a reliable player that, you know, if you're going to look down the field and he is open, he will nine times out of 10 be catching that ball. So definitely not someone that you want to see down, go for the Cardinal, go down for the Cardinals at this point in the season. Yeah, I just like my heart hurts for it. It's just not a guy that you want to lose, as you mentioned, you know, just the kind of locker room guy that he is, the presence that he brings, the veteran leadership that he brings. Um, big opportunity for Trey McBride to step up and get some more uh, some more reps and hopefully, you know, uh, you know, do a great job filling that void. But uh, I would say he's no Zach Ertz at this point in his career, his young career. And Season-ending injury, you just never want to see it. And I hate it for Zach, too, at this point in his career. It's yeah. like, how much time? Uh, what do you have left in you? Um, so, you know, I he was a big deal when he when the when the team traded for him last middle of last season. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that it's really, truly panned out. You know, by the time he got with the team, you know, there was a little bit of success, and then they had their downfall last year. And yep. then they're back and forth, just dealing with a lot of issues. And then maybe they're starting to get some some pieces back and maybe hopefully still hanging in there and making a run at the playoffs and then season-ending injury. I just, I you know, you just hate to see it. Yeah, Chris in the comments saying, I'm so tired of the AZ narrative of getting a veteran talent and then they break. It's true. It's something that we've seen quite often. AJ Green, JJ Watt, who had it multiple injuries since he brought was brought over now Zach Ertz we can add to that list uh it's kind of just a bummer for sure it kind of kills any joy that you had about the move originally um and it's super unfortunate for the Cardinals I will say however and um oh this name always trips me up Jan Paul Edward D Dios De Dios, kind of close. Yeah, there we go. Saying in the comments that let's let McBride play. It's the only way that you can get better. I have seen McBride play. I was in, I was working for DNVR during the year that he was having his incredible season with the Colorado State Rams. He is so, so, so talented. He won so many awards his collegiate season. He was the best tight end in the country um, in college. So I'm really, really hopeful that, you know, this is like the brightness of the darkness of Zach Ertz being out for the rest of the season is that now Trey McBride will finally get some time to shine because we have not, we have hardly seen him at all this season. And I really think they're doing him a disservice by not letting him take some snaps. And I understand that when you have a guy on your roster, like Zach Ertz, you're not going to get as much time as a rookie, but I'm telling you guys, this kid is so talented. He's also a fantastic human being talking about leadership potential and being a positive person on the field, like just a gem of a human being. Um, we had some personal relationships with him through DNVR. So I got to meet him multiple times and he is just a great person. So um, I really hope that this is Trey McBride's time to shine. I have faith that if given the opportunity, he can really come through for this team because he really is so, so talented. Like he, what he really was the best tight end in the country um, his senior year of college. So fingers crossed that this is his time to shine because um, I think if they allow Trey to do it, he will show up for them. I think good guys just run in that room. Same person also mentioning uh, Max, 
Williams asking if he's healthy. He is, and a uh, really good chance that he's going to be elevated off the practice squad and is going to be able to to play in this game as well. And you remember a guy who was also injured last season, and then he was cut beginning of this year and signed to the practice squad and somebody who's just kind of stuck with the process and stayed ready. And it hopefully we're, you know, and again, another like fan favorite in Max Williams. So you can't go wrong really with either of those guys. I feel pretty good about the position because if you remember, Max Williams was playing very well as well last season before he was injured um, and they picked up Zach Ertz. So uh, I feel pretty confident between those two at that tight end position that um, they're not going to miss Zach Ertz too much. Um, you know, of course, you know, I don't want to take away anything from him, but I think that they're in, in good hands with these two guys. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, Mufasa 316. I'm new here. Hi, ladies. And hello, everyone. I hope Colt starts and wins. I hope the receivers have monster games. Thanks for checking we out the show. That. Welcome in. Super excited to have you. Um, let's finish this Cardinal segment off with a high. Oh my gosh, Kirsten, this made my week on the internet, um, specifically on Twitter, which may or may not exist. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, it's going to be fine. It's a little bit of a mess right now, but the, I don't think it's going It's going to be fine. Yeah, everything's fine. It's like that meme where like everything's on fire. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, there was a funny moment on the internet, Kirsten. JJ Watt came through in a big way for someone who in turn came back. Yeah, so basically uh, this man, Joey, on Twitter had a parlay going that included a defense, an Arizona defensive touchdown, which we all know J.J. Watt should have had a defensive touchdown. There was a strip sack that he recovered and had a clear path to the end zone. But the ref called the play dead. They called it uh, – the ruling on the field was that it was a forward pass – or was a uh, – was an incomplete pass, excuse me, was an incomplete pass. Uh, and so they called the play dead before instead of just letting it play out. Uh, and then lo and behold, it was a fumble. So they got the ball, but it should have also been a touchdown. So the dude tweeted at JJ and said, uh, you know, basically, like, can you help a brother out? And JJ quote tweeted it, said, yeah, we both got screwed on that one. Send me your address. And then... He posted this follow-up, this Joey guy, that he not only received the $1,000 check, which is what he would have cashed out on on, on that parlay, but uh, he says it was never about the money. JJ didn't have to do that, and so in turn, he's going to match it and give the his JJ's two, JJ's thousand and a thousand of his own and give it to the Watt Foundation, and so. I don't know. I just love this. Yeah, it's so happy. <laughs> it's such a great high to end this roller coaster of uh, highs and lows for the Cardinals on because really, really cool interaction on the internet. I think JJ Watt might be one of my favorite athletes in general, just the way that he conducts himself, um, how he gives back to people and interacts with people on the internet. He is He's a just, man of the people. He's a man of the people. I mean, who would have thought that you would have gotten a thousand dollar check from JJ in the mail because his touchdown was uh, reversed. I mean, just what a gem of a human being. That and is like a tiny, tiny minuscule aspect of what he does for others though i mean this yeah. guy gives back so in like serious ways and really invests his time mm -hmm. his money into creating experiences into helping people out into paying for funerals into paying for relief in national uh natural disasters he won the man of the year or yes that, and so like he's got a long history but then it, he even takes it to a point where like some guy, you know, doesn't hit on a parlay and he's like, man, I got you sending you a thousand dollars. I mean, I don't really know. I don't know who else in the league is yeah. as involved mm -hmm. as J.J. Watt. Yeah, it's awesome to see. And also good on that guy for turning around and donating that money to the Watt Foundation, which benefits um, athlete programs for middle school aged athletic programs for middle school aged kids. Um, so a really cool thing to see. You'll love to see it. J.J. Watt is our good human of the week. Um, what a great gem of a human being. OB in the comments saying new viewer here, too. Hi, OB. Welcome in. Great to have you, uh, Josh Hunt, saying I need to mention JJ in my tweets because I'm clearly missing out on a bunch of money. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the bank of what is open, baby. Just kidding. But um, <laughs> yes, everyone loves JJ in the comments. We also love him. And you know what else we love? 
<sighs> OGs. I yes. love OGs. I, I think I would gummy. need to take an OGs before I ever uh, had the <laughs> cojones to tweet JJ something like that. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, if you guys don't know, OGs is a local THC scratch made gummy company here in Arizona, and their gummies are to die for. Their orange creamsicle flavored sativa gummies are my absolute favorite things in the entire world, but they've also done us all a solid and they released their sleep edition gummies, which uh, are aqua berry flavor and they are also delicious. My favorite orange creamsicle is still on the throne as my favorite, but aqua berry is a close second and who doesn't love getting a good night's sleep with the help of their sleep edition gummies. So if you want to grab yourself some OGs, you can find them at your local dispensary, but Please remember you must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Shout out to our friends at OGs. All right. We are in the middle of the NBA season. And despite some injuries, the Suns, they are doing pretty well for themselves. They're second in the Western Conference right now. So it's, I think it's only fitting that we do some highs and lows for the Suns as well, Cheerson, if that's okay with you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, we got to start with a high because, as you guys know, we love to be positive on this show. And the Suns, they beat the Warriors Again. Again, this season, um, and they did it in the most beautiful jerseys in the NBA. I said what I said. I don't care what you haters say. These things are absolutely beautiful. They debuted them against their game against the Warriors, and they also had the they have the coolest court. No, in this the is NBA. the coolest court I've ever seen in my entire life. Like you cannot add us, you cannot disagree with us. We will not hear any dissenting opinions on this. Like this is the coolest court in the NBA. This is the coolest playing field of any sort. Like, yeah. uh, like, uh, is it playing field right? Like, just any. Yeah. Sure. Any court, any playing surface, surface. surface. Okay, there surface. we go. <laughs> so I was like, uh, field seems pretty specific. Okay, playing surface of any sport of all time at any level ever yeah it's absolutely gorgeous and if you know the meaning behind it there's so many special things behind it why there's 22 feathers in the middle of the court like it's all just so cool and um obviously beating the warriors is always awesome but then when you beat it them at home wearing those sick jerseys and on that sick court uh sign me up i would watch that any day sick, of the week dude sick dude um <laughs> you love to see it even though steph curry dropped 50 on their heads they still <laughs> beat the Warriors, um, which you absolutely love to see it. Cheerson, I have to know, does watching the Warriors struggle like this make you happy? <laughs> uh, it makes me happy because I'm less concerned about them being a legitimate threat in the West like I did at the beginning of the season. Yep. They've got all sorts of issues. I was sort of surprised that they even held it together at the beginning of the year with all the internal stuff that they had going yes. on. And I think that we're kind of seeing that come to light as well. Like, they just don't they just don't have it. And I don't think they're playing well together as a team. Obviously, you have one guy dropping fifty, which I'm not gonna bash on because there's a point in time when Devin Booker was like really the only uh score that the Suns had who also dropped fifty here and there and whatever. So uh <laughs> so anyway, uh but it's just like your your entire team's I think I think their team is in shambles. I think uh Clay is in a little bit of a situation where he's um overrated. I think he's realizing washed. he's not the player that he used to be and i was about to say uh, washed yes overrated no he is currently being outshot three point percentage wise by russell westbrook who washed. everyone thought was just dead in the water washed. so it is it, it might be time to use the w word for clay yeah i mean i he might be able to get it back maybe he's just going through like a a rough patch right now but yeah he's definitely not uh the clay of old and um yeah, that all makes me a little happy. Yeah. I don't have to worry about them. I am the petty princess, and I love nothing more than watching teams that used to be dynasties fall. The Patriots, the Warriors, give it all to me. I'm just waiting for the Dodgers to fall off. You know, I'm just, it's just a theme for me. It's just something that like makes me happy. So I'm enjoying watching the Warriors currently suck. Um, and I will revel, it, revel in that for as long as I want I'm to. I'm to win a championship this year. I just want to take what you just said as an opportunity to take a shot at the Dodgers. I wouldn't consider them a dynasty. They've won one ring. Okay, that's win, fair. Win and it was a Mickey Mouse ring. It was a Mickey Mouse ring. Exactly. They have been to the playoffs many yeah. multiple years in a row. And you don't and finish what it means, though. Yeah, like, they, they're notorious for choking. But it's just annoying to watch them be successful in general, even in the regular season. But 
I digress. Um, I think it's great to watch the Warriors struggle. And it's also great to watch the Suns overcome a lot of the things that they've had to deal with early on in the season. Chris Paul being injured, Cam Cam Johnson being out for a little bit of time. And, um, you know, all we all know what happened in the offseason with the uh, owner drama. You could say the Suns are are missing something, too. Yeah. I mean, they're not they're not. They haven't reached their full potential, and we've said it all along. I'm not going to keep saying it, but they definitely need to. They need another piece to this puzzle, um, and so they they've had their fair share of struggles as well. Um, yeah. They've dropped games that I felt like they should win, should have won. Oh yeah, that Magic game. Are you kidding me? Uh, that even was to the ugly. you know even the game two games to the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. absolutely. Those were both very winnable games. Um, obviously, because one of them was a win that should not have happened because there was an incorrect call but we're just gonna let that go nba officiating um nba officiating so Tristan, i have to know who are you the most threatened by in the west considering that the warriors have their threat has been a little bit uh diminished i'm not really threatened i think the two kind of at the top right now are the blazers and the jazz who they're gonna face tonight and, and the I nuggets think we'll get uh, and the nuggets um I think the Nuggets, I mean, the Nuggets might be in there for sure. Maybe maybe my answer is the Nuggets then. I think the the Blazers having having beat the Suns early on could come back to show them that, like, okay, well, they're, we've beat them before. We can beat them again. But I don't think the Suns are who they're going to be by the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, but having beat them without their best player, that to me was like, you, are you kidding me right now? Like how, how is this happening? Um, so the fact that they've just like, I mean, the proof is in the record against them. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I guess they, you, I guess you have it to give it to them at this point. Um, but like if they were to meet late in the season, I think it might be a different scenario. I want to, I'm curious to see how this jazz game plays out. Yes. They've been a surprise team, but have lost, I think their last like three in a row. So I'll be curious to see how this plays out. And I think they play them again next weekend. Yeah. Um, They're on a, they are on a losing streak, a three game losing streak. So, yeah. So I would love to see how this game shakes out. Um, Maybe I guess the nuggets is the team that scares me the most. now that I'm kind of walking through it. Um, But I feel like, they're, the Suns are one piece away from me feeling very confident that no team can go head-to-head in the West with them. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that piece in a little bit. But um, I do agree. I also think this NBA season has been a little weird, and I don't know, like, a lot of the things that I expected to happen haven't happened, and it's just been kind of like a flip-flop of expectations. Like, I know that it's still very early on, and, like, the season has just started, but, you know, I'm I'm surprised by the Mavericks so far this season. I'm surprised by the Clippers so far this season. How oh, the Mavs. Why are you surprised by the Mavs? I thought they were going to be way better. I thought they were going to come out hotter oh, out of the gate. Oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah. Same with the Clippers. And um, also, speaking of Princess Petty, um, watching the Lakers suck is also very enjoyable. Um, <laughs> the Lakers are 14 out of 15 in the Western Conference right now, and I everybody just, loves. To I see love it. to. Well, I love to see it. I will never not love watching the Lakers suck. Um, but yeah, like the Trailblazers coming out so hot has been surprising. Um, same with the Jazz, like you were saying, very unexpected. Um, the Nuggets, I didn't really know what to expect because. We've, they've had so many major injuries with MPJ and Jamal Murray. Um, so I didn't really know what we were going to get now that all of them are kind of healthy, even though MPJ is kind of struggling on the injury train again. Um, but I'll never count out a team that has the two-time reigning MVP. So um, I would agree with you that I think the Nuggets are the biggest threat just because I think they're the biggest question mark. Like I still don't think we've necessarily seen them perform up to their full potential with those three key players back. Yep. Yep. Um, and they also lost to the Lakers, which is crazy considering how bad the Lakers are. So... This NBA season has been very interesting, which I'm actually happy about. Um, I went on a rant about how much I hated the NBA for like a very long stretch of time because it was so predictable. Um, you always knew it was either going to be the Warriors or the Cavs winning the <laughs> winning the thing at the end. So I'm really happy and I'm actually really interested in the NBA this year just because of the unpredictability that we've seen so far in the season. So always exciting. Um, let's wrap up this Sun segment with a little bit of a low. It's not too tragic um, just because we've been dealing with this for a while before we get into that though we gotta tell you guys about DraftKings we are hoping that you're enjoying making some money fingers crossed on the DraftKings the Suns are two point favorites in tonight's game against the Utah Jazz by the way oh they're on the DraftKings Sportsbook two two point favorites against the Jazz what's the total set at is it gonna be a fun high scoring points the over under yeah what you're asking Uh uh-huh uh 228.5 points okay all right Eh. yeah 
Uh, I would take the... Uh, shoot, take, I would take the over. Do, 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 <laughs> there you do, go. Do, do. I take the over on that. All right, Jers is taking the over. Um, I wanted to make sure I gave my people the right advice. You know? Yeah, it's very important. Uh, Jersey takes sports betting. Sitting here on the spot, thinking through. <laughs> very seriously. Thank you for giving me the time to think. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, "Did the podcast end? What's the silence?" Um, she has to think about things. This it's very serious. She's she's a money girl. You know, got to get that money. Uh, but if you want to tail Cheerson's bet, and also you said they're taking the over. Take the over with Cheerson. Yeah. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX when you sign up. New customers can make a $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PH. That's pro- PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes. For details, I don't really know if I need to look at this as a low or a high, so I'm going to let you guys in the comments decide if it's a low or a high. Drop it in and let us know. Jay Crowder is obviously still on this roster, even though there were some rumors swirling earlier in the week that he might not be on the roster for much longer as there was a trade rumor out there, Cheerston, that was kind of interesting and one that I honestly think I would have liked to see come to fruition. Yeah, I would just like to see a guy that can help this team out. So the the rumor, and we're just going to leave it as a rumor because there was a rumor that there was truth to it. There was a rumor that it was all made up and it was just a tactic by agents. There was like, I don't really know what the heck was going on. Um, but reportedly, right before the Suns-Warriors game earlier in the week, uh, there was a three-way trade which would have sent Jay Crowder to the Bucks, Grayson Allen to Houston, and Eric Gordon to the Suns. Uh, was almost a done deal and didn't happen. I don't know if this was almost a done deal. I don't. I don't know. But um, either way, I I just want the Suns to be able to get the best option possible for Jay, and it's a lot easier said than done when it comes to salaries and making that work and it's there's just like a lot that goes into it so I don't really care that he's still on the team as long as by the end of the year um they have the right guy that's really going to help them out um in return for Jay and I'm just going to get the best option possible I do wish that he was playing for this team rather than just sitting and not doing anything Mm -hmm. um but it is what it is and um I think it's also very funny that he just cannot stay off the social medias. And, <laughs> he cannot. Uh... <laughs> he is more dramatic than a teenage girl on Instagram. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if it's a high or low that he's still here. Um, could they do better than Eric Gordon? I don't know. Suns fans have been wanting was, this guy for a while. Question. You read my mind. Oh. Do you think that they can do better than Eric Gordon? I don't know. Is if you're talking about like three way trades and stuff like that, I mean, where does it end? Like, what what are the possibilities here? Like, where right, who are yeah. they? You know, I don't know. I I wanted to see a, another them to get another uh, forward into the mix, but I don't know at this point. Just get somebody that just get somebody that can contribute, and rather than somebody that's just sitting on his butt at home posting on Instagram, <laughs> like at that, you know facts um yeah no that's fair I also don't know if Eric Gordon is necessarily the best option he's obviously a little bit higher on the age end at 33 years old he definitely would have been able to slot into that small forward role but Chris saying it's annoying more than a low yeah I agree (laughs) yeah um it would be nice though to get some finality to this because I think there's just like some like he's just like I feel like he's toxic like he's your toxic ex that like still stalks you on Instagram and like doesn't shut up I don't think the sons are paying attention to it I think it's just toxic for fans that are like oh my god just get it done and over with get this man out of our hair um so as of now, we still have the Jay Crowder saga hanging over our heads, and he is still sitting at home posting on Instagram as we speak, probably. <laughs> um, but um, that's that. Let's end this on a super high high and a story that we are going to be happy to talk about, which I love is this. the fact that DeAndre Ayton and his mom are bringing a Caribbean family recipe to Phoenix restaurants to raise money for a local charity, Helping Hands for Single Moms. Oh, my heart, my heart is so happy seeing yeah. this person. Also, you say Caribbean, I say Caribbean, but this is fantastic. What's the difference? There's no difference. It's okay. tomato, tomato. I'm okay. just saying. Yeah, <laughs> there's no difference. Um, the uh, 
the fact that it's something that DeAndre and his mother are teaming up to do is incredibly special. Um, this meal is going into the Henry, which happens to be one of my favorite restaurants, um, as well as um, some culinary dropout locations in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and you touched on it. Each meal purchased, 10% of the sales are going to be donated to Helping Hands for Single Moms. So um, I just think it's really special and it's really unique. Like, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever really heard of like an athlete here in town teaming up with his mom to bring like this homemade recipe into a restaurant. And then the proceeds are going to be donated to a charity. Like that's awesome. And that's the kind of Deandre Ayton news that I want to be talking about. Yeah, me too. The partnership lasts all the way through April. So they're going to have lots of time to raise a lot of money for some single moms out there, which is a cause near and dear to my heart because I was raised by a wonderful, strong, independent, beautiful single mother. So shout out to all the single moms out there. You guys are warriors, heroes, legends. Sean, I feel like you're about to say no, something. No, I was, I was raised by a single mom too, so I, I feel you. Yeah, so shout out to all the single moms out there. Shout out to Don, DeAndre Eaton and his mom. I absolutely love it. What a good guy. What a good moment to end this wonderful podcast on. Tears It's Saturday, Sunday, what? It's Friday. Um, happy weekend, to everybody. Don't forget, if you are not a diehard, you <laughs> must become one. There is going to be so many epic things that we are doing in the very near future, and our diehards are going to get first dibs and a bunch of discounts on it. So if you haven't signed up to be a diehard yet, you got to click the link in our description and go become a diehard because it is the time. We are super excited for all of that. We are super excited for this podcast. We're super excited for the weekend. Just happy vibes all around thank you guys so much for tuning into the show we love you all so much especially all of you in the comments you guys are amazing epic wonderful human beings we hope you have a wonderful safe uh weekend i was about to say thanksgiving but that's next week i was getting ahead of myself thanksgiving is my favorite holiday so i was a little excited friendsgiving Friendsgiving. um thank you guys so much for tuning in don't forget we'll be live again next friday at 12 30 because we're your girls and you are Ah, our people oh there's a nerf gun again okay bye (laughs)